This USA versus Iran edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN store. Their big Cyber Monday sale, 20% off everything in the store for one day only this Monday using the code Cyber at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I am Sean, second the money green with my partner picks Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog USA USA. Which, by the way, getting tons of positive feedback about the analog soundboard while you're on remote, Sean. People say, oh. "Don't hit the button, Ryan. Let Sean do it with his mouth." <laughs> oh wow! Wow, that, that could be its own uh, sound drop. Uh, hey, we got. <laughs> We got you heard his laugh. We're gonna join him in in just a second. Here to talk USA versus Iran, a big World Cup match win and get in for the United States. And of course, if you're betting on the World Cup or NFL Monday Night Football, you can do it all over at WinBet. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/WinBet. Get that special bet a hundred dollars. Uh, get a hundred dollar free bet active in so many states. And again, you know what they do over at Win. Uh, bet big, win bigger. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bet is available. If you are someone who knows gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Joining us on the line all the way over in England, he is the host of the World Cup Gambling Podcast, Mr. Malcolm Bamford. What's happening, Malcolm? Good evening, gentlemen. How are we doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm fine. Enjoying <laughs> the football, enjoying the new show. Uh, horrifically out of form, uh, but everyone's having a lovely time. So you can't have everything, can you? What you're going to do? <laughs> we, yeah, we, you know, we, it's it's not only do you have to have the show be good, but you also have the picks be good. It's uh, it's tough. And well, first off, I appreciate you coming on after after we went over in Qatar and just drawed your ass. But uh, a, 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 a dominating draw by the United States. Before we get to the Iran game, before we get to the World Cup in general, I, I mean, Malcolm, what happened there? England taking a draw. Well, England kind of traditionally do this in their first game. We have done for the last, well, as long as I can remember, like since since Pussy was a kitten, we've always struggled in our first game. And actually, we came out against. Um, Iran in the first game and we battered them and it was really out of character. So you just had a sneaking suspicion in the back of our mind that they were saving the rubbish game for game two. And that's exactly what they did. As it happens, I wouldn't like to disparage the USA at all in that because I thought they played really, really well. Um, 
they, they lack a little bit of quality, let's be honest about it. But what they do is they run around and kick stuff. If it comes, if it moves, they kick it. If it doesn't move, they kick it until it does, um, which is a perfectly valid system. Like, um, And, yeah, they've been really industrious. And, and we've got a really good team of talented players. And the coach plays with the parking brake on. He needs to take the parking brake off, let the kids play. But we don't seem to be able to do that. He can't settle on the system. So, yeah, that was a decent point for the US. It's just a, a shame it wasn't um, wasn't very helpful because they only got the draw in the opening game. So they still need to win. So it was a moral victory. What they actually needed was um, was actual three points. Oh, you see that, Sean? He get, he he threw a, a backhanded uh, compliment across the pond there. <laughs> nice, nice job. Uh, meaningless draw, and congratulations to both of you for not saying tie a single time there, Sean. Uh, soccer, Sean has been upgraded. Yes, soccer, Sean, laser focused on uh, the soccer there. Yeah, no, it's and and England is essentially locked in to move on to the knockout stage. It seems the only scenario where they wouldn't is in the final game against Wales. If they somehow lost by four goals, they're moving on. I, I, Sean, I, I would like uh, Sean, to get you your saying, take on this. I'm sorry to interrupt, Sean, but are you saying like back in 1776 when the largest empire in the world? Was going against a bunch of farmers with pitchforks, like that kind of upset. It, well, I mean, you know, Iran lost by four goals. Maybe England <laughs> could lose by four goals to Wales. Certainly uh, would be pretty shocking outcome. But you, Malcolm, you mentioned uh, the manager for England plays seems to coach like with the parking break on. What is what is your take on handicapping? This game and and kind of these games in general because there's a number of games in the group stage here where the third game is kind of meaningless uh, for one if not both of the teams. How do you is there is there an approach to this handicap? Will England be playing all their normal starters? How, how do you break that down? There's two things in this for me. The first thing is because it's only a three-game section. Um, even if the team have already qualified, they're not guaranteed finish first. And there's a big difference between finish first and finishing yeah. second. Um, a bit like seedings if you're going through to the NFL playoffs. Um, so, for example, the Netherlands in Group A um, will want to qualify top because the top team in Group A will play the second team in this group. So they'll get an infinitely easier game. They'll have to play... Wales or USA than by finishing second. So even if you've already qualified, there's generally an incentive. Like something has to have gone, everything has to have gone your way in the first two games for you to be so far clear that you can't be caught. So it's very unlikely that you can take your foot off the off the pedal. The second thing is, and this is whether or not as a coach you would like to do it, is do you risk losing the momentum that you've gained? If you've played two games and you've won them both comfortably. By resting your starters, does everyone lose that little bit of your little bit of juice that they've had? You know, the little spring in the set. I know it's a squad, and you're not there to keep everybody happy. You're there to do your best to win that tournament. If they're in a pattern of playing every three days and you want to keep them going, that players would thrive on that. Um, so yeah, you, you pay your money and take your chunks. Personally, I'll just keep rolling out your best players. There's talk of it resting if you but it's safe, so I don't think you can. What you might say is you might take some off after an hour if they get two or three nil ahead, 
which I'm not saying they will, by the way, if they're ahead, then you can rest some players for the last 30 minutes or so. But rarely in this short format are you so far in front that you can kind of make wholesale changes and run out the entire second team. It's just that the, the intent to finish top of the group just doesn't allow that. Okay, so it does seem like even if they're locked into advance, probably still want to play for seeding. So I'll look for them to be motivated uh, when you're doing your handicap. Has has there been any surprises, like huge surprises? I know Argentina losing. uh, That was a big surprise. Costa Rica, shout out to Costa Rica. Getting a victory was a pretty big surprise. What what have been the biggest surprises so far uh, early on here in the tournament? It's been a, a bit of a weird one because there's been a fair share of kind of nil-nil draws, but then equally they've been offset by the shocks that you mentioned. Um, the way that these teams have played, very often you get these teams that don't have as much quality. They can be a little bit defensive because it, soccer is easier to play. If you park two banks of five across the edge of your own penalty area, I don't care who the opposition is, it's really hard to break down. Um and you can play for a tie. You can't in other sports where it doesn't benefit you in the long run. Um, so Saudi Arabia didn't do that. Saudi Arabia came out against Argentina and just went nuts. They went for it. Um, they did play with the throttle full out. Um, Costa Rica, so how they won the other day, that was the one of the ugliest wins I've ever seen. Australia <laughs> picked up a really nice win. Um, the Africans have eventually joined the party today. Um, they were struggling. They were dour. Um, and then all of a sudden, Cameroon scored three times today, completely out of the blue. Ghana scored three times, completely out of the blue. So the Ghanaians have joined in. Um, yes, yeah, so there's been a load of good games. And now we're getting into uh, tomorrow is the start of game three, where it's win or go home. You know, you need a result or you've got to go home. And you've seen it today. Games will start opening up. You should start to see more goals. I think both teams to score will be in play more. You're going to see a lot more action in the last 20 minutes and stuff. Um, it's a lot more cagey early on. There's people jockey for position. Uh, game three tomorrow. And they play the games at the same time now as well. So both um, Group B games, um, Iran, I keep saying Iran now to join in with you boys. Um, Iran v the USA and Wales v England. Simultaneously, um, after there was a famous incident in 1982 where West Germany, Austria, both knew if they tied, they would advance. And they just had a lovely time kicking the ball around. They just didn't try <laughs> at all. And they absolutely screwed Algeria um, because Algeria were in the later kickoff. So they now play simultaneously. And that's when you sort of get teams who need to know what's going on in the other game. I think one of the, before I know we're going to get to the to the actual USA game in a minute, I think one of the best things, or one of the things most in their favour tomorrow is that they need, they know what they need to do. There's not a situation where they can get a tie or a draw. Are we, are we going with tie or draw, boys? What are we going with? Draw. <laughs> draw. Yeah, we're, okay. a, we're a soccer um, podcast now. Or sorry, foodie. Soccer football. podcast. Um, <laughs> There's no situation that they know if they're drawing, they're going to get through. So they're not going to get the 72 minutes at 1-1 and think, oh, do we need to hit or do we need to stick? They know what they've got to do. So that can only benefit them from, from the first minute. It's in their hands. They have to win, but it's in their hands. It sounds like, so I, I just unpack some things in my head with what we should do, Sean, since game yeah. three is all start on Tuesday. Uh, just to recap, first half unders were uh, 10, 5, and 1. 
across the first 16 matches where the first each team was playing their first match. Sounds like we could have some tightness in the first halves of the the third matches and then they open up in the second half. I don't know if we want to play second half has more goals than first half or if we just Sean, do we just roll out first half unders again for match <laughs> 3? I don't know. I'm I'm a little worried about it. I I think your handicap of doing it in game 1 where teams are still fill, figuring it out, but to to Malcolm's point, like some of these teams have nothing to lose and you know, like even for instance the US, like we can't play for a draw, we can't play for a tie. Um I would think that would help the scoring in the first half, but I I don't know. I haven't looked at the lines if they're if they're kind of factoring that in. It, I would assume second half to score, to have more goals in the first half, that would be the favorite, right, Malcolm? Yeah, it's normally um, kind of a shade of odds on. It would be maybe minus one twenty-five to to plus one twenty. Um, I recorded last night the World Cup Gambling Podcast with Barry, and my bet in the England Wales game was over one and a half second half goals for precisely that reason. Um, things are going to open up a little bit, and the other thing, I think you're getting much more value in these bets as well. Because I don't know if it's made on your radar. The amount of injury time, the amount of added time. Um, normally, it's just a formula. They stick up three or four minutes. Well, FIFA decided this time they were going to cut out all the time wasting. And every game's got nine or ten minutes. Yeah. So I imagine the books have adjusted maybe a little bit. Um, but you seem to be getting an extra 10% or an extra 10% time that you can go and score those late goals. I would be live betting a lot of stuff. Um, after 70 minutes. Um, and something that I will talk about is card, the cards market as well. Um, so I'd be live betting a lot of stuff, goals, cards, and the results will change as well um, from sort of 65, 70 minutes onwards. So paid live uh, to get busy once the clock gets to about 70 minutes. Sean, it's one of the All things. Right. Yeah, it was one of the things I was, I was, no, I've noted. Like it seems like injury time is, is gone full bore, like crazy. Like how I, I I can probably count on my hand, the number of times I ever saw injury time of nine minutes in previous soccer matches before this world cup. And I've seen it on in multiple matches and it's just, it. so yeah, that, I mean, if you think about it, a 45 minute half, if you're adding four minutes, that's 10%, nine minutes, that's like 25% more time. It, it, it seems pretty obvious, but yeah, I love that. Le- I think we're gonna have to do some live betting. We might have to. Uh, I saw someone uh, suggest yeah. on the Twitch tr- uh, chat, Sean, that we should live stream the match. Uh, maybe, maybe Ooh. a little live stream with some uh, live wagering suggestions. I don't know. We'll see. Ooh, all right. Yeah, that sounds fun. If the U.S. Uh, yeah. makes it out, makes the knockout stage, we will live yeah, stream the knockout. Yeah, that's what we gotta stage. do. We gotta give our boys in blue. Yeah, let's go. A little uh, dangle a a reward if they make it to the knockout stage. We'll do a live stream. Hey, we're gonna get to uh, all our favorite U.S. versus Iran bets before we get to this. Shout out to Rocket Money. That's right. Rocket money saves you so much money simply by canceling subscriptions. You don't use it's uh, I mean, you can think of how many things you've signed up for. Oh, you get the free trial. You forget to cancel, or maybe you accidentally signed up twice, uh, whatever it is. And your credit cards on auto pay and you know, four 99 here, five 99 here. It adds up, especially if you're not paying attention. Rocket money makes it so easy. They, they show you all your subscriptions in one place. All you have to do is press cancel rocket money does the rest. This is a great invention. And uh, I've already saved a bunch using this thing. Go to rocketmoney.com slash S G P N could save you hundreds, maybe even thousands Uh, rocketmoney.com slash S G P N 
Cancel all your unnecessary subscriptions. Rocketmoney.com slash S G P N. All right. Heading over to the game versus Iran right now. Iran to win is plus three ten. The draw is plus two forty. USA, a somewhat big favorite here. Plus 100. The no, the draw, no bet line is plus 180 for Iran. USA minus two twenty five. We'll kick it off with Malcolm here. Uh, why is why is uh, the United States such a heavy favorite here? Is is part of it that they you know how they how both teams looked against England? I mean they beat Wales and we tied with Wales. Or is it just that the USA needs the the victory more? What do you think is making the USA a, a big favorite here? The answer to that, Sean, is I've got absolutely no idea. I mean, <laughs> if I was to sit blind and price this up myself, I can't get me a trophy. We've said we've used the term before, Ryan, when we talked about Ford, is about finding money in the street. <laughs> as much as I would like to blow a little bit of smoke. Um, I'm going to have to handicap this as honestly as I can. There's nothing we've seen in this tournament so far. Pre-tournament, um, it, right, at the very worst, the nicest thing I would say about the USA, Wales and Iran is that they were all equal. There was nothing in it. Um, Iran were plus 350 to get out of the group. Uh, it was one of the big bets that we gave out uh, pre-tournament. Not necessarily because they were better than Wales and Iran, but even if they're at the same level, they were a much bigger price. They were a much, much better price to emerge from the group. All right, they threw in a clunker against England. Fair enough, it can happen. The goalie's head got knocked off after they, they reattached the goalie's head and then tried to play on, <laughs> um, which was I've never seen that before. That was a bit peculiar. Um, that knocked them, and then everything went right for England after that. Um, last week against Wales... Um, Iran with the same price. Iran were plus 300 to beat Wales. It was incredible. Um, and Wales are terrible. Wales are the worst team in that group by a country mile. Like, um, and this is the same thing. I Honestly, I'm baffled by the price. Um, there's no reason, um, like I say, at the very worst, I actually think Iran are a better team than the USA, but at the very worst, this should be tits. I mean... If I was to give you three to one about heads or tails, I'm sure you'd bet me all day, wouldn't you? So, yeah, I've got, it's it's head scratching. Um, no, no reason that I can establish that at all. <laughs> fucking uh, Benedict yeah, it, Malcolm it, it, over here coming <laughs> in, coming in with the. You, do I need to play Team America? Uh, USA, <laughs> you. I. I. Did you see that Wales fan? He gave a great interview where he said. Uh, Iran had the, this was their biggest win since the Iron Sheik uh, beat Bob uh, Backlund at WrestleMania. That was uh, that was a great line, and he of course had an amazing accent. Yeah, no, I'm I, I, to me obviously I'm going to be betting on USA, but uh, to advance it or to uh, you know throw the draw line in there at plus one hundred. Let's go. I guess to me it's it's worrisome that Iran only needs the draw. So. Oh. I mean, don't they quote unquote park the bus and load the box and just play defense the entire game? How do you see Iran's strategy? Like, I I think we need to get off to a hot start. We need to get that goal in the first half uh, to to force Iran to 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 play like a traditional game. I'm worried Iran's just going to sit back and play defense because they just need that draw. Um, firstly, Sean, extra soccer points using the term park the bus. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, tick that one off your card. And you're absolutely right as well. Um, they're a very um, savvy defensive unit. 
Um, they are an experienced team. They've got a lot of players who are playing at the highest level in Europe. And the lad up front is banging in goals in the chat uh, for FC Porto in Portugal. I, I'm happy to, to completely put a line through that England performance. Um, so, yeah, I think that plays into Iran's hands because Iran can sit and invite them on. Um, and that's not going to suit the USA either. The USA aren't going to be great. Unfortunately, like I said before, they haven't got that much quality. They're really industrious. They're really enthusiastic. Um, they're very physical. They're going to struggle to open teams up. We've seen it today with South Korea. Very similar kind of team. Run around a lot. All ever in the world haven't got the key to unlock the door. And I think that's what USA are going to struggle with. This really plays into Iran's hands, especially, as we say, the later this goes on, um, USA have to win. Um, they're going to have to push and push and push. And the longer this goes at nil-nil, Iran will get away. And I can see Iran springing uh, and picking them off on the break. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, Sean, to, to be concerned about that because um, the USA will have to get in front. Um, and I can see that being an issue because the Iran are they're, they're worldly-wise. You know, they're a very difficult team to break down, a difficult team to play against. Um, and the dangerous on the break, they've scored two goals in both their games. They've scored four goals already. You know, US are sitting on one goal. And that's an indication of, of their ability. And you, you've got to score goals to win games. like it. And if you can't do it, we've seen it with a couple of half-decent teams. Tunisia have attacked a lot so far this tournament. Can't score a goal. Uh, Mexico, decent. Knocked the ball around. Tidy. Can't score a goal. That's going to be a big worry, I think, for the States tomorrow. Oh boy, Sean! Uh, if you were playing prop markets, like I ran one nothing plus eight fifty, I ran two to one plus eleven hundred, I ran two to nothing plus fourteen hundred. I mean, if if you were into that kind of thing, Sean, it seems like Malcolm's suggesting that would be a fun way to go. Uh, draw. I'm going to go well, as far as that market. I'm going to go USA to win exactly one zero. One nil, as we say in the uh, soccer biz, you can get that plus five fifty over at Win Bet. Malcolm, as far as the total for the game, I know I'm, you, you know, you're not going to get, uh, you know, rich laying minus one sixty, but uh, Win Bet is offering under two and a half at minus one sixty. I, I think the fact that, uh, you know, Iran can advance with a draw. Just it, to me, the under two and a half, and you factor in the USA's inability to score goals so far in this tournament. I, I think the under could be the play. I know in some of these games we talked about teams having to open it up, but uh, what do you think about the total here for this game? I think for a lot of these last group games, I'm going to be taking the over, the over two and a half, so plus one thirty. Mm. Um, and I've got the what I tend to do with these games is put down what I think the final score is going to be and then kind of reverse engineer my bets, try and fit it into various different markets and see where the best value is. So I've got Iran winning this 2-1. Um, either team can go in front. Whichever team goes in front, the other team, the USA always ha have to be going for it. If the USA get a goal, it, it, that's flips, the, the script flips. So everything in the game script that's, it is going to be offensive. It's going to be attacking. Um, like I said, the Iranians have already scored two goals in each um, in each games. Um, I don't think the USA are... I quite like the USA. I, I sound like I'm negative on them. As a team, I quite like them. I, I like everything they've tried to do. They've got some good players. Gio Reyna hasn't had a kick yet for USA. He's probably their most wily player. 
He's the one who's got a little bit about him. He's sort of small, nimble, well-balanced footballer. He can go past the eight chance. I think they have to give him a run out tomorrow. Uh, the manager you... I saw was getting some stick last week, the okay. coach, for not playing Rainer. Yeah, go on. You know, I was going to ask you about him because there was some controversy that he, uh, like, uh, that uh, Bertol Burkholder asked him to lie about his fitness as to why he wasn't uh, playing. Oh, it's, really? It seems like there's some controversy swirling. Of course, uh, Rania's dad is kind of U.S. soccer royalty, Claudia Rania, and apparently he voiced his disapproval of what was going on on some podcast. And obviously with the magnitude of what's happening right now, it, it just seems like it seems like this coach, whether or not the players like him, it seems like the people around the program do not. And like now we're, we're narrative guys, Sean. And so before you yeah. get down on any of your bets, it does seem like in a weird way, like the way for him to get off Scott free is another draw. We take the plus two fifty five. He he go walks away not having lost a match in the World Cup, but three draws won't will not be successful, thus causing a change in the program for there to be a new a new manager who we will all hate in four years as we host the <laughs> World Cup. Uh, but it it just feels so strongly like that's that's the narrative here. They 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 end up like with a scrappy performance as Malcolm describes, a lot of running around. We end up sitting on a draw because as you point out, Sean, that's all Iran needs. And the U.S. once again forgets about soccer for four years. <laughs> now, now, Malcolm, this, you, you, if this is tied, sorry, if this is tied going into the 88th minute, the U.S. are one goal away from qualifying, so they're going to go for it. At which point they could score. Brilliant catches the over. Well, they're going to get picked. They're going to everyone. It's almost like your ice hockey empty net. Do you know what I mean? They'll be throwing the goalkeeper forward for corners and stuff. So. In the eight, we've got this 10 minutes of injury time. There's going to be a late goal. I like the goal after the 96 Ooh. minute. Like, I would keep hammering it. Something, there's going to be something goes down late here. I, yeah, no, I, I, I like that logic because to your point, if it is 1 1 and then the USA really has to press, they create some opportunities both ways offensively. And then obviously, if you're going hard on the offense, you're, you're more susceptible to a, uh, a defensive score. You mentioned uh, some of the props you like, maybe some yellow cards. Oh. Uh, if you can find some totals on those, I assume you like the, uh, the over on USA yellow cards or what's it. I know we've been, uh, let, me, let me impress. We've been trying to, let me impress us in front of Malcolm, Sean. Okay. Here's what I think Malcolm is going to suggest. We, well, a, you can take oh, the over under is four and a half cards. That's the market I'm seeing. Uh, but but you could bet maybe better play the USA plus a half card versus Iran in this matchup, because as uh, Malcolm pointed out, we're an industrious bunch who will run around <laughs> a lot without the key to the door, which means we're going to be running into shit a lot. I assume. You're very nearly there. So I've got the over four and a half. It's too chalky. The other way to play, I have got USA total yellow cards on their own. Over two and a half is at a price of plus 137. Um, you could actually take both teams. So thing with the cards is in a game like this, you, first you've got both teams on your side. Um, and we've just said in terms of game script, one team at all times, it's going to be going home. There's never going to be a situation where they're both comfortable. So one team's going to want to run around and boot the other lot, um, to, regardless of the score. Um, for example, 
Argentina beat Saudi Arabia. Sorry, Saudi beat Argentina early in the tournament. There was no yellow cards after 68 minutes. I took the over two and a half in the Discord channel. Um, we were all on the over two and a half yellow cards. Saudi were playing for their lives at that point, playing for the biggest win they've ever had. The game finished on six yellow cards and they were all Saudi yellow cards. <laughs> they just ran around and leathered the Argentinians for the last 20 minutes of that game. This is, could be a very, very similar thing. Now, you know that I love the uh, NFL ref report. So I got uh, digging into the Spanish referee, Antonio Lajos, um, with a Z on the end. Is that how we're pronouncing that, Sean? Sure. Uh, Lajos. That uh, works. He refereed uh, one game so far this tournament, which was the Qatar Senegal game. Oh no! And um, wasn't really a particularly aggro game, actually. Um, he booked three people on each team, so the total came in at six. Um, and then really, what was a fairly innocuous game, he managed to he managed to yellow card three off each team. Um, again, added value with the added time that we're going to be playing at the end. So I just think, obviously, you've got the whole political thing. I mean, we haven't even touched on that yet, but the Iranians, as much as you're being very patriotic, USA, USA, um, there's not many better stories at the minute than the Iranians being a really emotional bunch with what's going on in their country at the moment, all the political protests. There's been women and children dying in the street. They didn't sing the national anthem first up. They then kind of did second time. So there's going to be a lot of emotions here. If whichever team is losing in the last 10 minutes... They're just going to start kicking shit out the other lot. So, yeah, over two and a half USA cards. I take the same bet for Iran. Um, if you can find an alternative card line to go to over five and a half, uh, get on that as well because the referee's got form. So, yeah. And again, this could all be happening late on. You might want to be 58 minutes, might be one yellow card. Then, then you can get stuck in. And if you're getting into the, you know, maybe you want to parlay who's going to get those yellow cards, which, you know, you can do that. Shout out to uh, 2022 and sports gambling. <laughs> uh, here are the guys who are already sitting on cards. So they like, obviously like, what does a second card for someone me mean if they're sitting on one already, Malcolm, does it even matter because it's Used a li mean, life, um, life or death? No. Yeah. Do, I'll be hundred percent honest with you. I don't know if they changed the rule. It used to be two cards and you'd miss the next game. Now, there's an amnesty now. And now I don't know if the amnesty is after the group or after the second round, because what happened if I don't famously Paul Gascoigne who played for England, he got a second yellow of the tournament in the semi-final, which meant he would miss the final, cried his eyes out on the pitch there and then. Um, and they kind of changed the rules after that. So there is an amnesty. Um, one of my favorite in-play bets on that very market, Ryan, is um if a team are winning to back their goalkeeper to pick up a yellow card just for time wasting purposes. Every mm. week in the Premier League, when it gets to about 4.30 and there's eight games live, who's winning? Who's back? Just back and give it. Because the ball goes out for a goal kick and he sidles across and he picks it up and he ties one lace and then he undoes <laughs> his gloves and he ties his other lace. Then he kicks the ball. Then he walks from one side to the other side and he will get a yellow card and he doesn't care. And it's always great value. The books tend to take their eyes off that market as well. They're not very sharp on that. You might get four, five, six... So if USA are 1-0 up or Iran are 1-0 up with 20 minutes left, get on the goalkeeper. He's a nailed on. He's a walking yellow card. So the the well, yellow, the yellow card rule, it applies up to the round of 16 and quarterfinals, at which point it's reset. Uh, okay. So so basically, like the, the once you get to the final four, the semifinals, it, everyone gets set to zero yellow cards regardless. 
So if you yeah, get a yellow sense. card here, you would be suspend. Like if one of those four players who have already received a card for the uh, from the, the United States team gets a card in this game, they would be ineligible to play in the the knockout round. I guess the counter argument would, would be like that you can't really think about that because the team's not playing if you don't win the game. So, but it might be worth handicapping if you're looking to play specific guys, uh, like who. Uh, who to have it? Uh, the guys who have it: McKinney, Acosta, uh, Destin, Ream. So, if you're into that kind of DJ and stuff, I really like. So, Ryan, this, what do you what do you have uh, the final score being? What's your what's your uh, bet well, here for the so game? Originally, I was going to come in and I was going to say, well, Iran's going to play for the draw. The U.S. Maybe this is like a late goal from the U.S. to get the dramatic win. That's the heart. Uh, that's how I pull on the old heartstring. And so I built a bet uh, over at the win for USA to win to nil and for it to be a draw at halftime and USA final result. And that's going to pay five to one. Then I was like, that price doesn't sound that great. Uh, I like, and then Malcolm had kind of changed my opinion of the, the score. And I think the way you play this is you play both teams to win the game two to one. Uh, that's how I'm going to play it. That's how I'm going to avoid uh, being the guy who picks against the United States. I'm going to be the guy who picks uh, Iran two to one. That's 11 to one USA. Two to one is eight to one. Let's go win, win one of these bets, baby. All right. So yeah, Malcolm did talk me into uh, the, 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 the higher scoring aspect. So I'll go USA two to one plus 800 and then USA uh, on the draw line plus 100 to win. Uh, Malcolm, it sounds like you like Iran two to one as your as your uh, bet here for the game. Iran will win. Um, so yeah, plus three hundred for Iran outright. It re- I think is an absolutely wonderful price. Like um, two one correct score. I've also got written down both teams to score at even money. Mm. I think it's a nice price. The over two and a half goals at plus one thirty, and I love that USA over two and a half yellow cards. One thirty-seven. I'm sure you could set up a, a construction zone and get um, three or four of them in, a, in the same game parley as well. Yes, love it. Uh, SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/winbet. Before we let you go, obviously subscribe to the World Cup Gambling Podcast hosted by Malcolm. Malcolm, any sort of future bets uh, we should be looking to get down on now here before maybe the knockout stage begins, or a- any other any other long term bets you think worth throwing down on? Yeah, well, as boring as it sounds, we were on Brazil um, before the tournament. Um, I would say about Argentina. Um, if I'm trying to find price on Argentina now, because Argentina were round about second favorites, um, kind of six and a half to one before the tournament started. Then they had that horrible um, start against the they're, Saudis. Yeah. They're um, four, their fourth favorite. Now it's Brazil. What price are they? I'm uh, let's see. Let me pull up that. I'll pull up the whole list. If um, So my point with them is I don't think nothing's changed. Like teams get beat. Spain lost their first game um, in uh, 2010. Sorry. Against Switzerland went on to win the tournament. Argentina have recovered. They've beaten uh, Mexico. They kind of got away because uh, Poland and the Saudis. Have, everyone's kept that group fairly tight. So I, I think if you liked Argentina, if you've backed them, how could go back in again? Did you find a price or anything? Yeah, they're so they're they're behind. Brazil is uh, two twenty five. France is five fifty. Argentina or sorry, Spain is six hundred. Argentina is seven hundred. 
uh, Portugal nine fifty, England eleven to one. So I mean, it, it seems yeah, like they've so dropped a little bit. Yeah, I think after that after that win, actually, I, I mentioned this on on Saturday night before the game. They've got to about nine or ten to one. But if you like Argentina, I wouldn't put you off Argentina. Um, Netherlands to be eliminated in the quarterfinals, I think, is a good bet because they are going to um, finish their group on top, or they should do. Um, I then think they'll play Iran, USA, or Wales, whoever comes out. Um, well, it's going to be Iran or USA, sorry. And whoever comes out second in Group B, the Netherlands will play them in the round of 16, beat them, and then come up against a decent team in the quarterfinals. So if you can you can find markets where for the round that a team's going to be eliminated in, the Netherlands are toast in the quarterfinals. So that's a good bet. Um and I think that's about it so far. But yeah, Brazil looked okay. There's a couple of teams I'm out on. I still would fade Portugal. Um, they've been lucky. I'm not convinced by them at all. Um, and this, even the really teams that mentioned earlier on, Sean, teams that were have either already qualified or have nothing to play for. Canada, um, they're done now. They're out. That might lead you to want to fade them in the third game. They, they want a World Cup win. They have never had a World Cup win in their history. That group of players, and they're, they're not a bad team at all. I think they've been a little bit unlucky. They should have got a result against Belgium. This was the lead the other night against Croatia and then got schooled a little bit um, by a, a, a slicker outfit. Um, Canada are going to go up against Morocco and they want to win that game. So they're going to be live. There's going to be a lot of teams. Don't write them off just because they're already out as well. Sounds like Sean, I we like should it. parlay every second. We are not parlay, but every second half over, we should be looking to play a uh, Netherlands to bounce, be bounced in the quarterfinals, uh, seeing that price anywhere from two to one to two and a half to one. So, Oh, beautiful. Love it. All right, Malcolm. Appreciate you coming on. Make sure you follow Malcolm on Twitter at Mal underscore B underscore sport. Check him out on the world cup gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. If you're listening to this on Monday, still time to get involved in the cyber Monday sale, 20% off everything in the SGPN store. Kramer and I will be back uh, with Colby talking college football and college basketball double header there tomorrow on Tuesday for sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean second, the money green for Ryan. I'm re- I'm really pissed off at myself for not using my cyber knife joke today. When we had Malcolm on the show, <laughs> Kramer, let it ride.